Well, Steve, thanks for joining us today on the Radio Rayburn Podcast. Uh, can't wait for um, all the great things we're going to talk about today to our, our podcast community about uh, with a focus really on, on communication uh, and want to, you know, start with, with some of the basics of, of communication um, and also, but get into some, some principles, some, uh, some really some practical guidelines for our audience, um, how we can maybe have some hard conversations, um, those difficult ones that we maybe sometimes we, we don't always want to have. Um, and then also, what, what's the, uh, how can we improve our listening or, or active listening? What, what does that look like? Um, from the other side um, of the conversation. So, you know, just want to really dive right into it uh, for you. And, and you know, what what's the most important thing um, in, in communication, in your opinion? Well, Jacob, thanks for having me. Um, fun, funny you asked that I actually posted this week uh, in an, my weekly post about um, uh, experience I had in grad school, where we had this guru communicator, we were all studying underneath. And he asked a, a very simple question, the question you just asked me. And one by one from across the room, people were saying, um, you know, uh, knowing your audience and, uh, you know, understanding and, and having empathy, emotional intelligence and all these other things about communication, active listening. And just like it felt like an eternity. And finally, he said the most important thing uh, about communication is having something to say. And what I've learned in my experience, that content is king. And, and so you don't have to be an expert. Um, you don't have to have everything figured out, but you do need to have substance. And when, when I talk about substance, uh, I was also taught a long time ago that you need to give people meat, not potatoes. And meat is actually uh, an acronym that stands for motivation, examination, application, and takeaway. Now that motivation... It say that again one more. Say that again one yeah. more time. Say yeah, no worries. No worries. Um, you you want to give people meat, and it's an acronym. Motivation. That's the hook. Examination. Actually, talking about uh, a specific angle in on a topic. Application. Making it practical, and a takeaway. One thing people can go away and do, um, or one question you may have for them, and that that simply unpacked whether it's an email presentation you know, uh, uh, any kind of talk that you might be doing to an active or inactive, you know, audience, you'll cover all your bases there. So the motivation part is, is, is the probably the most important thing. Some people are naturally humorous, they can lead with a joke or, you know, some kind of funny anecdote. Others have to lead with facts or story. Um, and, and, and that's a neat thing, I think, in communication, we're 22 times more likely to remember a story than we are stats or anything else. So don't be afraid to make that that personal, that motivation piece. What what about just some maybe some examples that you've seen with people uh, with your travels and your business uh, and 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 just in the world, really, some examples and maybe some good communicators that that you've come across and you're like, man, that person really got my attention and really got their point across. I mean, maybe who who are some examples that you can think of with that? You know, there's there's quite a few that I think do a great job. There's a, a gentleman I follow. He's a social scientist lawyer, actually, by trade uh, named Daniel Pink. And Daniel always, in a very concise and clear way, uh, communicates something that's super powerful. Um, one person we're both a fan of, Seth Godin. Yeah. Um, he has a way of telling a story and in, in, in making it memorable. But in that little 
brief, it could be seven minutes. Uh, he's unpacking so much wisdom uh, in that. Uh, another one is, a, is a, someone who's in my line of work named Mel Robbins. Uh, she's a little, little gloves off, kind of raw, but um, she's a great and phenomenal communicator. Uh, all of those people have something to say, and they say it well. So, Awesome. Um, what are some, some rules or, or some guidelines or maybe even priorities of, of good communication uh, that, that you think people need to have? Well, two we've already mentioned, knowing your audience. And uh, it's very, very important. Like, you know, even for this podcast today, understanding who Rayburn is, understanding who you are, you know, doing my homework on that and coming in prepared to uh, be able to speak in, in a way that connects with you and, and uh, with, with the community at large that you're a part of and you represent. That's huge. Uh, number two, uh, con- you know, having something to say, content's king. You know, that I think is is one of those pivotal things. And there's a handful more. I have eight rules that um, I'm happy to have you add in the link in, in, in this uh, podcast for people to, to, to visit. Uh, but I'll focus on the, the eighth one because I think it's the most important one. And, and that's, you know, the messenger is the message. Um, I really feel like the leader's the lesson. Uh, and if I don't embody what I'm trying to share, if, if I'm, especially in my line of work as a coach, as a consultant, um, as a trusted advisor, I've got no credibility. And so making sure that, that um, what I'm saying, I'm believing and leaning and living into is key. Well, that's good. What about moving just from the, the, the normal communication to, to the hard conversations that, yeah. um, that, that, that we have probably more frequently than, than we think we do? Uh, yeah. And maybe that holds some people back from maybe sure. career growth or um, maybe prevents them from having a much needed conversation. So, I mean, what, what are your initial thoughts on when someone says, you know, how, how do I approach this difficult conversation with, with my boss or a coworker? Yeah. Well, I want to flip it on you. Um, yeah. When you think about the last difficult conversation without going to specifics, um, what was happening inside of you? What was happening in the environment? What was happening in the room um, when you were having that? What, what was the experience like? Maybe a little bit of anxiety, not figuring out, you know, what was going to be next, what the outcome was going to be. You know, I personally had what I wanted to get out of it, but I think in the back of my mind was, are we really going to get there? Um, is it even worth to approach this person to have this conversation? Um, you know, in the day, it all ended up working well to where we, we met mutually to have a, a common goal at the end, which, which was great. Um, but I think there's a lot of uncertainty um, at the beginning, which maybe holds me back personally um, mm-hmm. to have those conversations. So that was kind of my thinking going into it. Yeah. I love your answer because you, you start from a place of empathy. You're talking to a human. You're talking to somebody with a story. You're talking to somebody in that situation that um, has hopes, fears, desires, frustrations. Mm-hmm. You know, you started by describing it was a little bit, a little bit of anxiety or, you know, yeah. apprehension heading into that. Um, and, and an interesting thing, our emotions um, are fueled by energy and they shape our environments. And what, what's, in, what's interesting in that, you going in anxious, you actually set the tone for, for the room in the conversation. And especially if you, if you predetermine or put a label on that person, rather than, and I, I know for uh, our sake here, you can't go into names, but I try and keep it as personal as possible because it is personal yeah. uh, without making it personal. And what I do is I focus on the pattern of behavior. 
and principles, not personalities. So if I'm having a difficult conversation, I want to talk about actions. I want to talk about visible behavior because that's something that we can change. And I want to address it head on. I was in a conversation just this past week with a very senior executive at one of my leading clients, and I had to give him some bad news. And I was thinking this could go a lot of different ways. I'm going to just stay open. I want to hear his side of it. And then I want to, I want to point out and um, one or two examples where things went sideways. And then offer my help in finding a way forward for him uh, in that situation. It went swimmingly well. Um, you know, I, I think it's an interesting thing too to, to recognize just the human side of it because that environment was shaped by my energy. I went in open and hopeful. You know, I didn't predetermine it. I didn't predict how the conversation was going to go. Um, I didn't label him as whatever the negative feedback was. I saw him as a human, somebody who was fallible, um, vulnerable, and hopefully he was teachable and he happened to be in that moment. But it could have gone sideways if I would have gone in defensively and accusatorily, you know, yeah. versus, hey, this is some feedback. What do you, how does that land with you? And let's explore that conversation. Um, again, it's not my, my job to correct or condemn or judge. In fact, I suspend judgment. I just want to be in that moment with him and see a way forward. It's interesting you talk about even maybe if you're going to talk to your boss or mm -hmm. um, that you're setting the tone on your end, I mean, because that's what you can control. You can't really control the, the other side much, but maybe you can have a big part in the way the conversation goes by your energy coming into the room. 100%. Like yeah. if you need to take a moment, meditate, pray, do jumping jacks, whatever to reset your state. Um, <laughs> you know, you definitely want to pick, pick a good time, which is interesting with feedback and, and communication in general, Wednesdays and Thursdays are the best days. Thursday's the very best day to have a difficult conversation or negotiate. Um, just mentally, we're looking forward to the weekend. Most of the week's behind us, you know, uh, Wednesday is the second best day. In fact, Wednesday morning, because uh, we feel like we're at the halfway point tipping point. Um, you know, studies have shown that people are in a better emotional state to receive information on those days. What I see a lot of companies make a mistake of, let's do it on Friday. What's the worst day? You just ruined somebody's weekend. <laughs> Spend the whole yeah. weekend thinking about it. Don't do it on Monday because then they're, you know, you've just ruined the whole week ahead. But there's something about Thursday and Wednesday that allow for just us to be more receptive psychologically to both positive and negative uh, feedback and conversations. You're probably thinking Thursday night, like I get home and all of a sudden I get an email or, you know, or. The, the bad news or you know whatever you got you're already looking forward to finishing off a good week and then bam hit you yeah 100%. You know, on friday and and whatnot yeah um what about just from a, a from, with the hard conversations of um maybe not getting too far behind in, in these maybe you've thought about it for a week or two or a month i mean what what's your advice um and your coaching on on when to have these conversations yeah, you know, I think anytime we're stepping out of our, our comfort zone, we're in what I call a stretch or growth, growth zone, not the danger zone. A lot of times when we procrastinate on having difficult conversations, we end up in that danger zone. <laughs> and that's where it gets super awkward. There's a lot on the line. We've let things go too far. And that's our moral obligation as leaders, no matter where we're at in a hierarchy, um, to have the courage to have the conversations we've been avoiding or putting off. And I guarantee a lot of people listening to this have been kicking the can down on either fighting for themselves or helping someone else or giving feedback. And, and we're just, we just don't like to, to, to have that conflict. 
in a healthy organization and as healthy leaders, uh, we, we can't view conflict as a negative. It's mm -hmm. not a fight for uh, or with you. It's a fight for you. And, and if I can view it that way and head towards the conversation I've been putting off, um, I'm going to feel so much better because I'm no longer carrying either the, the, the future fear, which is worry, or the guilt of not having said something. I'm not beating myself up. Um, mm -hmm. I'm able to actually have an honest conversation, put it on the table, and let's grow from it. I mean, I, I just hear a lot of trust. I hear a lot of yeah, sure. transparency uh, yeah. just coming from you. Um, courage, in a way, yeah. Yeah. to have the conversation. Um, where, where do you see, I mean, just... I guess we could talk about both sides of, of having the conversation and not having the conversation, but yeah. um, I, I'm assuming, and I've, and when this has happened to me, it's just when you have them and you, and you find the courage or the, the want to, or the energy, the positive energy to go in that the outcome, whether you got what you wanted or you didn't uh, mm -hmm. on the selfish end, that there's a sense of fresh air, yeah. um, a breath um a weight lifted off your shoulders in a way so yeah. um it, it's it's interesting there is and there's a freedom in that too um you know my mind went a couple different ways and i didn't want to just respond i wanted to to hear you out and so yeah. the thing that i think i i hear at the heart of what you're saying um is is that transparency piece you're not guessing you know the worst thing we can do is surprise someone with bad news and chances are we're not surprising them uh, what I found in a lot of these difficult conversations I've, I've been a part of a board level, at an employee level, even as an employee receiving feedback, um, is, is that we see it coming. And it's almost a, a sense of relief. I'm finally able to deal with it. You know, uh, there's, a, there's a popular cliche out there that we're only as sick as our secrets. <laughs> and, uh, you know, anything that, that um, can come into the light is a good thing. You know, and, and I think it just frees us and it allows us not to be have an elephant in the room or, you know, to, to be awkward around people we need to be collaborating with. Um, it just puts it out there. And it's it's it, it transparency is is uh, is it the honorable thing? The word honor actually is the same word as honesty. It's the same root. Mm -hmm. And so if I want to honor you um, and I want to operate in an honorable way as a leader, then I'm going to be honest with you. Now, I'm not going to share just to tear you down. There's got to be something that helps build you up. Scriptures talk about it in Ephesians 4.29. And um, a neat, neat thing about that is, you know, only speak if it's useful for building somebody up and teaching them according to their need. So I need to understand what their needs are. And we all have them, you know, physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, um, vocationally. And if I start with where you're at rather than what I want to achieve, um, I'm going to err on the side of compassion and mm. I'll be willing to have that courageous conversation. Mm, that's really good. We, you hit on feedback a little bit there. Sure. And, and when typically, um, you know, for example, let's just, let's just talk about maybe performance reviews or, mm -hmm. or career conversations with somebody. I mean, is this, I'm a fan of, of the constant communication with the, the manager and the employee and the check-ins and the um, how have you seen maybe this be successful with a weekly or bi-weekly or monthly or just checking in with the people that, that, that report to you? Yeah. You know, there's kind of two parts to that. Um, I'll talk about feedback in general, then I'll answer your question okay. uh, on, on best practice. 
Um, our critics are our best teachers. I had a mentor tell me that a long time ago. Mm -hmm. So even if I don't like what I'm hearing, and I'll talk about frequency here in a second, there's got to be some kind of truth. The reason it's unsettling to me is it's close to home. <laughs> the reason it's, 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 it's causing me to like bow up and, and tap it into my ego a little bit is because there's some truth there that needs to be mined. And I don't need to be afraid of that. Uh, it took me a long time um, to, to get to that point. Um, but again, our critics are our best teachers and we can, we can mine that feedback as far as frequency in businesses. Everybody does a little bit different. I know some people that wait for an annual review. I think that's bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I even think twice a year is bad. I think monthly I, I should be know where I'm at and know how I'm tracking and knowing what I need to work on. I'm a big believer in not only performance reviews, uh, but individual development plans where yeah. I'm setting my own goals. I'm taking, you know, responsible for my own career and I, I'm, I'm looking at skills, competencies, you know, uh, resources that I need. And I'm asking for that. And I want to, I, I honestly think, you know, the, the people I, I enjoy most are probably wired similarly to you. I mean, you know where you're at, you know what you need to work yeah. Yeah. and you're yeah. asking for feedback uh, yeah. versus like waiting for it. And I think that would be, you know, just a self-leadership thing. Don't wait, seek it out. Um, Four or five times a year, I send out a text to different people, some clients, some friends. And I just say, hey, what's the one thing you think is holding me back? And what do you think I should do about it? Mm. And it's interesting. A lot of them say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, what do you, and what do you do? I mean, again, you're you're facing, um, you know, your critics are the best teachers in a way. Um, your trusted uh, partners and, and friends. I mean, what do you, what kind of action, I mean, do you take it? I mean, I'm assuming you do take the action based off the feedback, but how is, how's that process for you? You know, I do a lot of journaling and uh, every day I score myself in, in kind of four areas. It's just self-leadership thing, kind of off topic, but it's the conversation I'm having with myself, you know, and, and the story we tell ourselves is who, who we become. So I guess that fits into communication. You know, there's a narrative that I'm, I'm, I'm living out. Uh, there's a great book out right now. Can't believe I'm blanking on the guy's name. He's out of Nashville, uh, but he stole a he stole a sermon from uh, one of my mentors and turned it into a book. And he's he's now it's his new tool. Uh, so probably shouldn't say his name, but um, <laughs> anyway, he talks about three roles that we play or three narratives. We're either the the hero, the victim, or the villain. And if if my I see this a lot in business. If I'm a victim, everything's happening to me. I'm powerless and I'm going to underperform. Right. Mm -hmm. If I'm the villain. No one wants to be labeled that, but we get, we label other employees like that or yeah, individuals yeah. like that. It, I mean, you're in HR, you, you, you see it all the time. That person, you can't, you know, and then you put a label on them. Well, you've depersonalized them. Um, what I think, and, and to, to the point here is that we all want to be a hero. And so how can I live my best life? Seeking that feedback out from my clients and uh, my friends and my peers and my mentors, my wife gives it freely. Um, <laughs> I'm able to, to get better and live the best version of me. Now, I don't do it perfectly, uh, but I'm open. And I mm -hmm. think that willingness uh, requires a certain humility, which makes me human. So, One thing that you have mentioned to me before is, you know, don't tell it like it is, tell it how it can be. Yeah. And I think that's pretty powerful in different, many different ways and, and different phases and stages of people's life but just being present I, th I think and and learning from the past right don't and, and but also what are, what are we working towards together 
or, or what what are my goals? What are my next steps? How how can we get better? Versus harping on the the things that are maybe holding us back. I I would love for you to maybe talk a bit about that because I think that's a pretty powerful statement. Well, if I can make you a guinea pig, let's let's do a little exercise. Is okay, we can do it. We can do it. Who who's the coach, hero, teacher um, that believed in you before you believed in yourself? First person comes to mind. Uh, I'm a college baseball coach, I would say. Okay, what was his narrative about you? What did he keep telling you? If you think of the one theme of how he he cheered you on, what did he say to you? More so, just gave me an opportunity. Yeah. I would think it wasn't, there wasn't ever a, a exact phrase or a moment or um, words that kept me going, but it was more so um, acknowledging the work um, that, I mean, for someone freshman year who got two at bats, um, yeah. you know, thinking, what am I doing? And then I get the opportunity my freshman year to, I didn't even travel my freshman year. Right. Um and then, but getting the opportunity in my freshman year to make our regional team and our conference team for the tournaments, that was a big deal. And, and there was never anything said, but it was just, I saw my name on the list. Um, and it was just an acknowledgement from him that, thank you. I uh, appreciate the work, appreciate your improvement. You've earned it. Um, so to me, that that's, that's immediately what I think of. So he gave you the opportunity. What did you experience inside? Just all that hard work, all that practice. What were you feeling? Worth it. Gratitude. Joyful. Um, like nothing can stop me in a way. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a sense of pride. Um, yeah. Sense of pride for sure. Yeah. He, what, what he's doing is giving you tangible hope. Mm. That opportunity. And it shaped the narrative that you, you, you're like, this is paying off. This hard work is paying off. I can do this. Right. Yeah, so yeah. Created an environment again, based on energy, and it shaped your emotion. Now, let's say the opposite was true, that you had two more bats your sophomore year. All that hard yeah. work didn't pay off. Yeah. What do you? What What is Jacob telling himself in that environment? Deflated. Yeah. I mean, just what am I doing here? I think he questioned a lot of that, especially athletically in college, because yeah. you make the decision to go to college, right? I mean, to to go to the school to play a sport. Um, so you question yourself, I make the right decision. Am I here for the right reasons? Yeah. Uh, so that's so, what I would ask myself. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. But the opposite held true because he believed in you through yeah. his actions, which is even more powerful. You know, my wife likes to say, don't, don't, don't tell me, show me. Yeah. I think that's what your coach did for you. Yeah. And it created a different positive narrative that gave that upward spiral that tapped into how you're wired to come alive and be grateful and to hustle more. Mm. You know, and you bought in, you're, you're probably a coach on the field, just knowing you and a great teammate, you know, and, and that's invaluable. But that, that came from the opportunity, which is about becoming, you know, there, without getting into too much more, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a whole other podcast problem. <laughs> that intrinsic need that we have for growth and progress happens when we speak life into people. Mm. And the moment that I don't see a future in my company or in my job or my career, I've lost hope. If I lose hope. I'm going to question myself. I'm going to underperform and I'm not going to lean into my talent. I'm not going to lean into my competency. Um, I'm not going to lean into my teammates. I'm going to isolate. There's a worst place we could be because yeah. we're questioning everything. And yeah. again, you're in HR, you see it all the time. Yeah. 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 That's a great. Yeah. It was a great, I mean, 
to me, that was a great experience. Um, I mean, I played Division three baseball. I mean, we're, we don't get any athletic scholarships. I mean, we're eating peanut butter and jellies and ham sandwiches in between games, you know, playing sure. double headers on Saturday and long days. But it was mm. the best decision for me um, mm. to, to go to Birmingham Southern College to play baseball and, and to experience that that tough love mm. in a way. Um, Hear what you just said, to experience that tough love. Yeah. That's that's exactly the answer to that question. That's what it means. Don't tell it like like it is. Tell it like it could be. Mm. That's, that's good. good. Yeah. Go, going into my after my I mean, you get me talking about baseball here. <laughs> okay. Athletics, but Go going strong, after my fall <laughs> freshman my fall freshman year, I had yeah. a pretty good fall. Like I was, you know, got got a good amount of hits and was doing pretty well for what I thought. And I walk into coach's office that fall for evaluation at the end of the end of the semester basically and he basically tells me like you know you, I don't think you're going you're not going to travel right you know, you're really not going to play much and then I was just I was really deflated after that and I walk back to my dorm room and so what am I going to do you know I can either call my parents and said I'm coming home in two months or I can say I'm going to buckle down and 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 really work hard for what I came here to do um and that was that was a tough tough moment but it was it was the right one and the right decision I made so it all makes full circle that's cool man yeah here we are talking today <laughs> yeah how about that that's so good Steve on with with the Communication, the hard conversations. There's also another end to this, I believe, and just the listening. Um, I think a valuable piece uh, in the communication. Talk with us a little bit about that um, on, on your end. You know, most people are not listened to, hmm. in my experience. I like to actually show up and be present. And if I'm in a hurry, um, if I'm in a bad frame of mind, if I already have predetermined how the conversation is going to go, I'm not going to connect with you. And I feel like we've connected on, even on this podcast today and, and the questions yeah. are in a real way. Um, it, it, it's, it's the ability to kind of suspend judgment and be open um, and pay attention. You know, uh, I'm not multitasking, which is a myth anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'm dialed into you and, and I want to connect with you. And that comes back to me uh, in a couple of different ways. One is intention, mm. you know, Versus outcome, I think, especially in our busy world, we're just instant gratification. Let's get on with it, move on. And I, I'm not great at this. Uh, my wife would probably amen that. But um, in a professional setting, I think it's probably my greatest strength. Hmm. Uh, and, and I don't want to determine uh, how the conversation is going to go. I want to be prepared for it. I want to listen. Uh, I want to pay attention to, to words or phrases that you keep repeating because that's a clue to really what's on your heart and mind. Um, I also want to pay attention to the energy that you're bringing. You know, I, I try and, and look at state. Uh, is this person confused, angry, open, tired, you know, and, and acknowledge that, like work it into the conversation, you know, um, not just with the question of how are you feeling, but I, I can see that you're, you know, and fill in the blank, whatever it might be. Yeah. I'm happy, you know, going down the line. Because I, at the end of the day, listening is not just about the words that are being spoken, but but really connecting with the heart 
of the person sitting across from me. And so it comes full circle, the front of the conversation, you're human with a story. And um, I want to, I want to help and, and not hurt the relationship and what we're trying to achieve together, whatever that might be. Mm, That's good. I think just kind of piggybacking off that, to me personally, I've always gravitated to the people who listen Mm. to me selfishly. Um, You know, if we want to have a a simple conversation or they ask how my family's doing or how I'm doing or what can I do for you? And, you know, when you sometimes you walk away from those conversations, you're like, I didn't even ask Steve, like how he was doing or what's like, where's he been the past week? Or, you know, it, it, it kind of, but to me, I've always gravitated towards those really good listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the other end, I don't really gravitate to people that don't listen as well. Or maybe they're concerned with their own, own agenda. You know, yeah. they're trying to get across in the conversation. So um, for me personally, I just gravitate to the better listener. Yeah. Um, There's a posture to it, Jacob. And I, what I hear you saying even is just, just attraction. You know, you're... Um, what I know of you, and again, our, our relationship's growing. Uh, the beautiful thing I think about you is you are a servant. And so mm. it's hard for servants to be served. And so it doesn't surprise me that when you do come across someone who's willing to serve you mm. by just giving you their full attention, that's somebody that's memorable and somebody you want to spend some time with. And again, it comes back to a very simple thing. Uh, do I like you? Can I trust you? Where are we going? We're all asking simple those questions. questions. Yeah. Yeah. Do I like you? Can I trust you? Where are we going? And that's, that's listening without saying anything. Uh, subconsciously, we're, we're, we're always doing that. People listening to this podcast right now. Do I like these two guys? Can I trust <laughs> what they're saying? Where, where are they trying to go with this? What's the agenda? Yeah. You know? yeah they're going to swipe up on the app and say, 100%. Don't 100%. listen to this. Yeah. 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 No. Awesome. Awesome. What um, else is on well, your mind? We just kind of want to wind down. I think this is this is great, um, sure. and it's going to be great for our our community, um, the employees at Rayburn General Contractors, and also for people that that tune in. And you know, stuff like this sometimes can just spread like wildfire. And next mm-hmm. thing you know, someone in California from you know is listening to it. We're we're doing it in, in Alabama and in Texas. So um, no, but just want to wrap it up. Um, any just uh maybe any final comments from you just on the topic of of communication yeah i mean this this is what it means to be human hmm. it is you know and and it's not a one off um conversation it's it's an ongoing relationship that builds on on itself so i'll remember the last time we connected i'll remember how you made me feel probably more hmm. than anything um if you had time for me uh if you were genuine if you're blowing me off you know um, if you made me laugh, uh, if I enjoyed it, I'll remember that. And I'll bring that into the next conversation. And I think we need to look at it that way as, as, as rings that kind of build and bind us together. Um, whether we work together or not, the people in our orbit, the people that we rub shoulders with, strangers sitting next to us on an airplane, you know, it, it, we have an opportunity to, to strengthen who we are as human beings, you know, and, mm-hmm. 
in a, in a world today where it's so divided, this side versus that side, even here in the States, <laughs> you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. or where, where you're at, you know, um, Auburn versus Alabama, you know, which side, of, <laughs> which side of Lake Martin do you live on? You know, that kind yeah. of, <laughs> yeah. um, this side, we all want to live on the North side. There you go. There yeah. you go. So it's, it's, how do we not divide? How do we connect? And that is the heart of communication. I'll, I'll, I will say this, that I haven't touched on it, but we did it. Um, questions are the lifeblood of conversations. Mm-hmm. So asking good questions is better than having any kind of answer. And it's fun to kind of explore where something could go. You know, we didn't plan this. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. A great conversation. What are some, what are some, just to finish up, what are some questions that you like to kind of, you know, maybe dig into um, or, or you used to dig into to more of the conversation with somebody? If I know you well, and I really want to press in, this is, this is a tough one. Has everything you said today been true? Ah, truthful. Yeah. You know? And I'm not trying to question our relationship, but I like, did you leave anything out? You know, especially if you're, you're trying to develop and coach someone. That's mm-hmm. a great one. Another one, uh, you know, um, what's on your mind? I've asked you that, you know, I, it, it's, Rather than okay, this is where we need to go in this. There might there might be a whole other tangent that's more important for where you're at in your journey. And if I'm open to that, again, I don't have to be the expert. I just have to show up and journey with you. Mm. So no, those good. are two that work well. Awesome. Well, I made a lot of notes. Um, <laughs> you know, I've, I've heard this you're, you're before. That, I've, I've heard this before, um, and sure. a little bit, you know, bits and pieces of it. But then, you know just to kind of make some more notes and to re- recap maze this has been great so um i know our our podcast community is gonna enjoy listening to this so steve appreciate you Jake, taking the time yeah. yeah it's been great it's been a blessing awesome all right cheers thanks